up, you guys? And today we're gonna be um the one thing I have planned for now for this episode is reading chapter three of the Princess X book. So that's gonna be a segment in our episode today, and it's gonna probably be the longest segment. So yeah, enjoy the episode. Okay, so where we left off in chapter two was, uh, hold on. Okay, May was watching Netflix and she found a sticker as well before she was watching Netflix she found a sticker of Princess X on a shop window and the shop was closing was closed down and um, again Libby is supposed to be dead so May is just like what the crap what is this doing here So yeah, that's what happened in chapter two. And she tried, and May tried telling her father about this, but her father was just like, maybe someone found the comics in a thrift store, which is completely possible, yeah. But, um, I've read this book before, so I'm not gonna spill what happens, but yeah. Let's just get to the story. Chapter 3 Over the next couple of days, May saw the princess everywhere. The one on the window, that was the first. One slapped on a stop sign, one on the side of a public mailbox, one nearly eroded from a sidewalk. It definitely had been there a while. One on the side of a city bus. And then she had to start making note of the graffiti, too. Because someone's Princess X stencil saw a whole lot of action downtown. May found the artwork next to the storm, the storm runoff drains. Down at the Pl- Pike Place Market, beside the big brass pig across from the fish-flinging guys who always ended up on postcards. Besides the world's first Starbucks, which was brighter and more packed with tourists than Starbucks tend to be any place else, the quest for Princess X became a scavenger hunt. Every time she found an image, she snapped a picture and then asked anyone nearby, any shop workers or stall merchants, anyone who might linger from day to day. If they knew what it meant, or if they'd seen who put the image there? The answer was always no, no, no. May stalked the streets in sunglasses and earbuds, even when the sun wasn't out, and there was no music playing on her, on her iPod, just so no one would talk to her. And she could hunt for Princess X without being bothered. She moved through the city like a spy, watching and listening without being seen or heard. 
She had never had a problem being invisible, especially when she and Libby were together. Everyone had always looked at Libby. She kept her eyes peeled for graffiti art, artists and punks, watching for anyone who might be the sort of slapstickers on public property. She watched the skater kids and the cosplay girls, the students at bus stops, and the little grade school goons with lunch boxes. And without meaning to, she kind of watched for Libby. Some part of her wondered if she wouldn't find more evidence of Princess X lurking in the spots of of the two of them in the spots the two of them had spent the most time together, and it gave her an excuse to visit her old their old stomping grounds. May didn't expect to just chase the sticker straight to Libby's ghost or anything. She just stopped avoiding their favorite places. That's that was all. She hadn't even realized she'd been doing it, but it was true. She had always stayed away from their old hangouts, taking the long way around. But not anymore. Their favorite bookstore had closed, and then turned into a record store, and then that had closed, too. But the storefront was still there. May thought of the rack of comics that used to be in the back, where Libby flipped through the books endlessly, looking for any artwork cool enough to copy. Copying is the sincerest form of flattery, May used to tell her. She could still hear Libby's voice, clear as a bell from three years away. It's also really good practice. She already knew Black Taza wasn't open anymore, so there was no point in visiting it. She checked out the old Walgreens, where once upon a time she and Libby used to shop for lip gloss and nail polish while they waited for the bus. There was always time to try one more swipe of lipstick across the back of their hands, testing to see if it looked good against their skin. There was always room for one more sweep of pearl pink, candy apple, or cinnamon blush. She didn't see any of those colors anymore, but she saw two other girls giggling and spreading lip, lip gloss lip gloss wands over their wrists, arguing over what looked better. Instead of getting teary, she went ahead and smiled. Outside on the bus stop sign, someone had slapped a Princess X sticker. That made her smile, too. Finally, after two whole days discovering the sticker on two whole days after discovering the sp sticker on Broadway, she caught a break. She was sitting in Volunteer Park at the edge of a pond next to a fake great blue heron. A statue that hypothetically scared away the real ones so they wouldn't eat a eat the koi.
She had opened her notebook and turned to the no- to the notes of her no- for her novel in progress. But she couldn't concentrate enough to do much more than doodle in the margins. There was too much else on her mind, and really, all she wanted to do was sit down and write some Princess X stories. It had taken a while to learn how to write by herself, without someone to sketch out the pictures she described. It was a lot harder to tell stories without a friend, and with just the words to work with, because May never could draw for crap, and she never did get much better than crap. (laughs) But once she figured out a few things, writing writing came easy. Ideas had always been her strong suit. Now, it was just a matter of getting them down on paper. She looked up at the enormous brick water tower behind her and tried to see it as something other than a turret in Princess X's haunted house. It was part of a castle instead, or a prison where the worst of the worst were locked up for life. Then a guy with a skateboard came shooting towards her so fast that she had to jerk her feet uh, out of the way. With a rattling clatter of asphalt, chewed wheels. He passed her by and continued up to the overlook, where a big round sculpture called the Black Sun framed, framed the space needle on a clear day. She scowled after him, but then, fading into the distance, on the back of his bag, she saw a familiar logo. It bobbed and bounced as he kicked up the board, and vanished as he set the bag aside. He dropped himself onto the edge of the sculpture's big platform, pulled out a pack of cigarettes, and sparked one up. Before May even knew what she was doing, she'd picked up her own bag, a beat-up canvas messenger with an octopus on it, and slung it across her chest. She She strolled toward the skater, but she'd gotten so good at being invisible that he didn't see her until she was standing right in front of him, blocking his view of the reservoir. He looked her up and down without any menace or even appraisal. She thought maybe he was trying to make her step aside, using the power of his brain. She didn't move. She just said, Hey. Hey, he said right back at her, without blinking. He was about her own age, give or take a couple of years in either direction with scraped-up elbows and holes in his, in the knees of his jeans. Can I ask you something? Go for it. She nudged his bag with her shoe. That sticker, she said. But when he turned the bag around, she realized she'd been mistaken. That patch 
I mean, where did you get it? She dabbed it with his finger. He dabbed it with his finger. This one? My girlfriend got it for me. Okay, then where'd she get it? He shrugged. The website, I guess. You can get stickers, patches, all that kind of stuff. Why? Are you a fan? She swallowed hard. Of the website? Okay, I guess not. You got a pen? She dug one out of her bag and handed it to him. He grabbed her hand and turned it over so her palm faced up. Across it, he scrawled, www.iamprincessx.com. She read the URL over and over again, choking on it. Thanks, she managed to say as she stepped away from him and started back down the hill. It wasn't just her wacky imagination, not somebody's cute cartoon or the coincidental resemblance, not a bad case of nostalgia showing her what she wanted to see. It was Princess X. Her Princess X. Libby's Princess X. It was on the internet, and that meant it was real. May shook her phone as though she could not as though she could intimidate more battery life into it. And of course she couldn't. But she was only a few blocks from her dad's apartment, so she ran all the way there. She sweated through her t shirt and sweater, which was a very attractive look. She was sure. But she made it home let herself inside, then slammed the door shut and dashed for her bedroom. She grabbed her laptop and dragged it into the living room, where the wireless connection was strongest, and waited what felt like forever for the machine to boot up. Dad? she called out. It had only just occurred to her that he might be home, but he didn't answer. And that meant he was working from the back room today. Good. She wanted some privacy. Her browser popped up, and then she plugged in the URL that she already knew by heart. She warmed herself out of the damp sweater and threw it on the floor, then grabbed a throw from the back of the couch and wrapped it around her shoulders like a shawl. I am princessx.com. There it was. May took a deep breath and let it out again. Measured and slow. The website was mostly done in black and gray, with pink and red accents, achieving a surprisingly dark look for a story about a blue-haired princess and a puffy dress. In a puffy dress. May dragged the cursor around. It wasn't an ordinary arrow, but a tiny purple sword. She loved it. And examined, and examined the page pixel 
by Pixel. Beneath the banner was a large shot of the princess with her sword flanked by the ghost of a woman on one side, and a slender, brown-haired man on the other. The woman was sad and ethereal, trailing ectoplasm with her tears, the seaweed in her hair and blood pouring down the front of her dress. The man was small-eyed and angry, with two long, knobby limbs and grasping fingers that had too many knuckles. And the princess herself? She was no simple cartoon anymore, but a fully-fledged character. She had wild black hair with electric blue streaks, and her mouth was set in a determined line. She looked very much like May imagined Libby might. Had she lived to see high school, that is. Tough and pretty. Slim and tall. Ready to kick some butt. At first, May thought the page was static. But when she noodled with the cursor, drawing it over here... Drawing it over here, over there, she discovered Easter eggs hidden in the images. The ghost's bloody chest, bloody chest wound revealed her, revealed hover that read text that read. She dove for as long as she could. She drove for as long as she could. In the same way, the man's right hand declared, pins and needles. Palms and knives. The princess's katana sword urged, may, urged May, find the four keys. At the bottom of the page, a long thread of water flowed. It must be some kind of animated gif. She assumed. But when she hovered. But when she hovered the cursor over it, it made little splashes. And a warm gold, and a warm gold highlight, told her that this was a link. She double-clicked it. The Ghost Queen. Mother and avenging spirit. The ghost queen was flung into the ocean, but did not drown. Her life and her child were taken away. She will not fade or forget. Advisor and protector, friend and oracle. Her wisdom and magic hide the princess from the needle man. Princess X. The princess fell into the water twice. She fir the first time, the needleman lifted her out of the waves and carried her home. He wished to build a new child out of her blood and bones, but she fled before he could reshape her. She ran, guarded by her mother's spirit, and now they walk together through an unnamed land
seeking safety, freedom, and justice. The Needleman A sad king from a foreign land. His daughter was lost and he was alone. So he captured Princess X and brought her to live in his castle. But the princess refused to love him, and she escaped one night in a storm. Now the needleman hunts the princess night and day. He must find her and kill her before she learns the secret of the four keys. The Four Keys A series of magical objects shrouded in mystery and hidden by ancient wizards. When combined, these four keys form a powerful spell that will vanquish, vanquish the needleman, freeing the princess and her mother forever. The sword cursor followed May's train of thought and roaming across the pictures and the text. Except for Princess X herself, none of this was right. These were not May's stories. This was not anything she and Libby had negotiated under the covers after bedtime. Flashlights and markers scattered around on the sheets. There was no mention of the city of Silverdale or the haunted house high up on a hill where she, where the princess watched o out over the city, fighting any and all crime she spied below. Except, except the ghost queen bore a crazy resemblance to Mrs. Dayton. Even if May could overlook Princess X's similarity to Libby, and she couldn't. The Ghost Queen was no case of coincidence. No way. She was even flung into the ocean, just like the real woman. Sort of. But who was this needleman? She pushed the cursor over to his profile, hunting a link to tell her more. But nothing highlighted, illuminated, or otherwise suggested there was further content to be found. Then she tried the four keys, which were illustrated by four long old-fashioned keys tied together with a ribbon, red ribbon. She discovered a link buried in the ribbon's bow, so she clicked it to see where it could take her. What did you find in the fire, Princess X? I found a gold mask with secret in its eyes. What did you find in the sky, Princess X? I found a red box made of lightning and glass. What did you find in the ground, Princess X? I found a black mirror that sang about the sun. And what did you find in the water, Princess X? I found a boat full of bones and a dead gray girl. May clapped her hand over her mouth and to keep, to keep her scream in.
Okay, guys, so that was I Am Princess X, Chapter 3, and the book is by Cherry Priest. So if you want to read this book for yourselves and find out what happens on your own time, I believe you can find it maybe somewhere online or somewhere at a store. I don't know. I've had this book for a couple years myself, so... Yeah, just find it anywhere you can. And send me a voice message saying what you think happened to the Needleman's original daughter. And what do you th- what do you think? Is Libby the one behind all of this? Is she still alive? Send me messages saying what you think, okay? I want to know. Okay, that's all we have for today. Bye!